0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney thing parks news podcast and this is episode 48 for the week of february 24th 2019. Well, here we are once again on another news episode hopefully you guys had a great week i know there were a lot of people that went to walt disney world this past weekend to compete well i shouldn't say compete but to go to the run disney princess half marathon event so yeah i just wanted to congratulate all the runners out there and hopefully you guys achieved your goals uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll get to one of those one time. I, th- I think that'd be a lot of fun to check out one of those run Disney events. Um, even if it's just the cheer, I feel like that'd be a lot of fun because I know runners need a lot of motivation uh, to to kind of complete these these long runs. They need that inspiration and or and, and help from from other people cheering them on. So I know that helps a lot. But uh, but yeah. So congratulations to everyone who went out there and uh, kicked butt this past weekend. Uh, so yeah so let's uh let's kind of move into the news um so it was actually a pretty slow news week and then disney kind of dropped a bombshell uh at the very end of the week uh they announced that there was going to be some big changes coming to the front of epcot and the wonders of life pavilion will be getting a makeover so uh, excited to share that news with you and then we have some other smaller news items so why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the excess press podcast So first, we have the biggest news story to come out of the Disney parks this week. So we already know that Epcot has plans for a transformation over the next couple years, but it's now, but now it's about to get just a bit bigger. Uh, so Disney announced that they will be creating a brand new pavilion as well as redeveloping the entrance to the park. So first, we'll discuss the new pavilion. Um, finally, our prayers have been answered and the old wonders of life uh, pavilion will be getting a makeover. Uh, everyone has been wondering like what Disney was going to exactly do with it but uh, but so now we kind of know. So the new pavilion doesn't have a name just yet but it, it is devoted to playful fun and feature a innovative city. It will have interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, hands-on activities and engaging entertainment uh, which it will open Uh, Just in time for the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. So that'll be pretty awesome. Uh, So Zach Ridley, who is a portfolio executive for the Walt Disney Imagineering, had said this. Uh, This innovative new pavilion is beyond anything we've created and is completely unique to Epcot. Built on the power of play, it introduces an immersive and interactive city where you can explore, create, and interact with some of your favorite Disney characters. This is an experience worthy of our bold vision for Epcot and another significant uh, signature elef- uh, geez, signature element of our transformation." End quote. So... Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's very exciting. Disney had also released a piece of concept art to go along with this, and it looks like the the theming of this will be very futuristic. It looks like you'll enter into the building uh, into a very large atrium where there will be entrances to different buildings. Again, like he said, it's going to be like a city. Um, the the image shows like an entrance to a hotel, a cinema, and it looks like a few clubs. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to, to see what this looks like once it comes to life. It, it's sort of like the original version of Epcot that Walt Disney had originally planned. You know, how he just wanted to make it a big community and that everything would always be changing. So, uh, But yeah, so there was some other news as well. Uh, so one of the other big changes that is coming to Epcot is the main entrance will be also getting a makeover. The plaza will welcome guests with new pathways, sweeping green spaces, and a newly reimagined fountain. Uh, the new design will pay homage to the original park entrance with some fresh takes on classic elements. Uh, so as part of this, the new entry experience, the Leva Legacy photos will be moving into a new setting just outside of the park's gateway. Uh, and there will be uh, additional significant redevelopment uh between the Spaceship Earth attraction and the World Showcase promenade. So uh, so yeah, there's lots coming. So I'm very excited for these new changes. Uh, I was actually not really a big fan of the Leva Legacy tiles, and I'm kind of happy they'll be moving them somewhere else. Um, Disney had also released some concept art for this, and it looks like there's going to be just a lot of new trees and gardens, as well as topiaries. Uh, in the image, they do have a Sorcerer Mickey, Topiary, Donald Duck, uh, Belle and the Beast, and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so who knows if those will actually be there, but I think we're going to be seeing some something like that. So uh, Also, if you want to see more about these changes and the other changes that are coming to Epcot, they will be opening up the Experience Center. Uh, later this year, it will be opening in over at the uh, Odyssey Events Pavilion. And it will feature interactive exhibits to help visualize the park projects uh, throughout the transformation. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot of great things coming to Epcot in the next few years, and I'm just really excited about it. So if you forgot some of the things that are coming... Let me just do like a quick rundown of the list. Uh, We got the Gardens of the Galaxy-themed roller coaster. There's Epcot Forever, which is a limited-time nighttime experience over at World Showcase that will have the classic Epcot tunes as well as an all-new nighttime spectacular debuting in 2020. Uh, Then there's also going to be a space-themed table service restaurant adjacent to Mission Space. Then there's Remy's Ratatouille, Uh, adventure attraction in the uh, france pavilion Uh, and then the circle vision 360 film for the china pavilion and O canada will be updated Uh, there is also another signature dining experience uh, coming to japan Uh, and then there will be a beauty and the beast sing-along over in the france pavilion so Lots of great things coming to Epcot, Uh, I am really excited for all of this, Uh, everything about it I love, there's nothing that I don't love, so, but yeah, so, within the next couple years, uh, we'll be able to see all of this come to fruition. So it seems like the new Riviera Resort is in the news every week because Disney just keeps releasing new details about it. The Riviera Resort is the 15th Disney Vacation Club Resort that was inspired by the Rivieras in Europe. Uh, Disney had released information about the pools that will be coming to the resort. The feature pool of of the resort will be called the Riviera Pool. They wanted to simulate the experience of lounging around the southern European coast where you can get some sun or hang out underneath a colorful sun umbrella Um, from the concept image it looks like the pool will simulate like a shoreline where you can easily walk in and out uh, of it so I guess it's kind of sort of like a it's not I don't think that's not gonna be sand but it's gonna be like a beach where you can kind of walk in and out of the pool so it's 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 pretty neat uh, and then there's also a pretty awesome slide uh, for you or the kids uh, where you can wind, uh, wind around a big stone turret. So the sl- there's going to be a nice slide for everyone to, to use. And then if you have youngsters, there is a spot for them uh, called the Cebu Play uh, where it's a, it's a great place for them to splash. And it, they can have a fun within a whimsical fountain featuring several beloved characters from Disney Fantasia. Uh, And this actually draws inspiration from the grand public fountains seen throughout Europe where uh, with its patina and limestone inspired design, making it feel like it has a place along the European Riviera. Um, And then there will also be like a spot where you can sit down and watch some some films as you lounge poolside. So that's pretty awesome as well. Uh, And then if you're looking for a leisurely poolside lounging experience, you could also visit the... I'm gonna butcher this, but the uh, Bossole pool. I'm completely butchering that uh, Bo Sol I have no idea. It, there's another pool, <laughs> so there's another pool uh, that's kind of it's gonna be more private. So uh, it'll feel like you've escaped to the tranquil European coast as you are surrounded by a natural, lush green wall, which will create a semi-private pool experience. So, yeah, I think it's just gonna be a smaller pool that you can hang out at. Uh, And then there will also be the 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 bar Riva, which is a open bar pool uh, so open air pool bar. Uh, So if you're looking to just lounge at the pool, but the service will also also extend poolside, so you don't really have to move. So they'll come serve serve you drinks. Uh, And then lastly, you'll be able to take a stroll around the waterfront promenade, where you'll get views of the resort's European-inspired landscape. So all this sounds are really appealing to me they keep releasing more concept art and it looks like it's gonna be a completely gorgeous resort I'm I feel like every time a new new piece of news is is released about this I just get more and more excited so but yeah so the uh, the Disney Riviera Resort will be uh, opening later this year it looks like in December so Uh, But yeah, so stay tuned for more news whenever that comes out uh, because I'm sure Disney will be releasing more news for this fairly soon. Every year, the Forbes Travel Guide releases a star rating list, uh, pretty much it's just a huge list with some of the best hotels in the world. This year, the Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa at the Disneyland Resort uh, was a new Forbes Travel Guide star winner. So uh, how how do they choose the best of the best? Well, the Forbes Travel Guides have anonymous suspectors kind of go all over the globe in search of the top luxury experiences to discover to discover the world's best hotels, uh, restaurants, spas, and that's how they kind of determine the 2019 star winners. Uh, so the only way to get a star rating is by earning it through Forbes Travels Guide's independent inspection process. Uh, so these inspectors, they check the hotels and they just uh, pose as ordinary guests. So. Uh, Once there, they test up to 900 objective and exacting standards to address even the smallest details. Um, So the Disney's Grand California Hotel, uh, they were kind of noticed for their impeccable Disney service. Uh, the Craftsman-style elegance of the hotel, which also has its own entrance to the Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, the hotel was given accolades for its recent refurbishment, uh, the impressive, uh, impressive array of amenities, relaxing pools, their, their spa, and then even their club-level concierge service in the veranda. Uh, Storytellers Cafe and Napa Rose were mentioned among the hotel's popular dining offers. Uh, and they were the, the Napa Rose will soon be expanding uh, to debut the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures in March. Uh, so congrats to the Grand California Hotel for receiving this award so that's yeah that's really awesome. Now it really it really makes me regret not staying there back in 2014 when my wife and I went on a California road trip and ended in Disneyland. We were there for a few days. Uh, and we had the choice of either staying at any hotel we want uh, because, uh, again, my, my in-laws are DVC members. And the previous year, we had stayed at the Worldinus Lodge. Um, so we were like, ah, oh, maybe we won't stay at the Grand California because it's, it's probably just really similar. So we stayed at the Paradise Pier instead, which is great. But then when once we got to Disneyland and walked in the Grand California, we were just like, oh, we should have uh, – we probably should have just stayed here because it's – bit different than uh, the world lodge so but yeah now that it's a a a travel or a forbes um travel guide star star award winner uh i'm just uh yeah a little little bummed i didn't get the chance to stay there so uh but there's always the future so i have that look uh, uh i have that to look forward to which is uh which i got that going for me so but yeah so uh grand california hotel and spa congrats again on the award So there's actually some pretty great news uh, that came out of the Walt Disney World this past week. Uh, So built in collaboration with uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District and Orgis Energy USA, a new massive 270-acre 50-megawatt solar facility is officially online and providing renewable clean energy at the resort. So the facility is expected to generate enough power from the sun To operate two of the four theme parks in Central Florida. Uh, It will also significantly reduce net greenhouse gases emissions, joining the numerous effort that the Walt Disney Company had, uh, Walt Disney Company has launched to deliver its 2020 goal of reducing emissions by 50% compared to 2012. Uh, so that is really great to hear. Con- Disney is always continuing to do their part in providing clean energy to the resort. Uh, There's actually a, a, a fantastic video talking about what an electric bill could potentially cost at Walt Disney World. Um, it's called uh, the video is called What is Walt Disney World's Electric Bill uh, by the channel Rob Plays. Uh, Now, if you don't know, Rob Plays' YouTube channel, he is great. He does such, like, really cool information videos about different things that Disney is doing, like what happens to all the trash at Walt Disney World. Um, So, yeah, so it's a really cool video to watch now knowing that Disney is using solar energy to help power the parks a bit more. Um, So I'll be sure to link his video in the show notes. Uh, And again, his YouTube channel is fantastic. Uh, and I think he has a podcast as well. I think it's called the Park Stop Podcast. I'm not. I, I believe that's what it's called. I haven't listened to it just yet, but I think he just started it not long ago. Uh, but yeah, so check out Rob Place's channel, and uh, yeah, Disney, keep up the good work at making uh, the world a greener place, uh, which you could say. So thanks, Disney. All right, so a few weeks ago, we reported that uh, there will be some changes coming to the FastPass Plus system. Uh, So new changes are now in effect, uh, and it's pretty much going to help stop people from cheating the system. So what happens is now if you have a resort reservation uh, and you had made your FastPasses within the 60-day mark, if you cancel your reservation, you will lose your FastPasses. Uh, But Disney will be giving you a two-day grace period to make another booking before you lose the Fast Passes. So uh, pretty much what people were doing is they were just really cheating the system. They were making a reservation, booking their Fast Passes, and then later on they were making a a cancellation to their reservation. But they still had their Fast Passes. So people were just getting the hard-to-get Fast Passes like Flight of Passage or Frozen or whichever Um, And then they just, yeah, they just canceled their resort reservation. So uh, you cannot do that anymore, which uh, I'm really glad Disney had put that into effect. Um, So another change effective this week limits resort hotel guests using the 60-day pre-arrival booking window to a fast pass plus period as long as their resort stay. So pretty much if you have a ticket that's longer than your stay, you will need to wait until the 30 day pre-arrival booking ticket window to make additional fast passes. So for example, if uh, your, your resort reservation is for six days but you have a 10 day ticket, you can only make reservation for six days instead of the 10. Um, so again, if you are staying past the six, six days, you have to wait until the 30 day, uh, pre-arrival booking window. So, uh, hopefully that all makes sense, but, um, but yeah, so those changes are now in effect, uh, immediately. So, uh, but yeah, so if you're thinking of canceling your reservation, uh, and just keeping your fast pass plus reservations, uh, you can't do that anymore. So, and you shouldn't have been doing that in the first place cause that's bad on you. Uh, But yeah, so uh, this is now in fact immediately. So for the last bit of news today, there is a new seaside brunch coming over to Disney's lands, uh, PCH grill, which is taking place over at Disney's paradise pier hotel. Um, so. There's already been a, a breakfast that is from Monday through Thursdays at the PCH Grill uh, where Donald and his friends are hosting the breakfast. But uh, starting on March 29th, uh, they will be busy seven days a week now where they will be hosting Donald Seaside Brunch every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, pretty much this is an all-you-can-eat brunch buffet, which will include Mickey-shaped waffles, uh, as well as like your eggs and your breakfast sausages and stuff like that. Um, and some of the lunch items will include soup, salads, pastas, pizzas, uh, there will be seasonal options as well. And then dessert options are ice cream sundaes, beignets with dipping sauce and homemade bread pudding. Uh, so yeah, so that was, that was pretty much it. Um, j- there will just be a new brunch that will be coming, um, on Friday Saturday, and, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which I'm actually kind of surprised they weren't doing anything like this already. I feel like those are probably the busiest days. So, but yeah, so uh, brand new brunch is coming to the PCH Grill over at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. all right so the last uh, bit we have to talk about today is we got some questions in over on instagram this past week so i'm gonna start with our friend gareth who asked uh, a couple questions uh first he wanted to know what my favorite drinks and snacks are in each park uh, and if you could also explain the monorail monorail loop system and where they can visit on it so uh, all right so first i'm gonna be kind of discussing what my favorite drinks and snacks are in each park Um, I've kind of done this a little bit on the past, but uh, I tried to keep it a bit fresh for this one Um, So first uh, I'm going to start over in the Magic Kingdom now I I feel like not a lot of people are talking about this one treat But it's one of my favorites now in the Magic Kingdom Park and this is the Cheshire Cattail over at the Cheshire cafe now the Cheshire Cattail is supposed to resemble of course the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland um, so it's a pastry that's filled with sweet cream and chocolate chips. When you get it, it's just nice and warm, and uh, it's just uh, so, uh, it's so good. Uh, there's blue and purple icing on top. Um, so it's, it's really fantastic. Uh, the Cheshire Cafe is located kind of on the edge of Fantasyland over near Tomorrowland. Uh, You can find it over near the Merida meet-and-greet, and and it's also next to the Mad Tea Party and across from Cosmic Rays. So, highly recommend the Cheshire Cattail over at the Cheshire Cafe. Um, But uh, another one I do want to mention is the Pineapple Upside-Down Cake over at the Aloha Isle in Adventureland, and you can get, uh, like, pineapple ice cream or vanilla ice cream uh, on top of that which is really really good Uh, and Aloha Isle actually does take food, um, mobile food ordering service so actually on my last trip uh, when I had gotten it uh, I actually was waiting for uh, the fireworks to start and I really wanted a snack so I was like okay what can I do and then I saw the Aloha Isle was open on the food mobile ordering service so I opened that up on my app ordered it picked it up and went right back and my spot was still there so And I just kind of ate that while waiting for the fireworks. Uh, So, yeah, the pineapple upside-down cake is, to me, is really good at the Aloha Isle in Adventureland. Uh, And then another snack I haven't tried yet, but it was a fan favorite, I believe over in Disneyland, is now here. uh, And I'm definitely trying this on my next trip, is the vanilla ice cream churro sandwich over in Sleepy Hollow in Liberty Square. So, uh, definitely excited to try that next time I go. Uh, so as far as favorite drinks in Magic Kingdom, um, I, I feel like I don't have one. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm missing something, but I don't know if Disney really has a lot of great ones in the parks. I am a pretty big fan of the LaFuse brew over at Gaston Tavern, uh, in Fantasyland. Uh, that one's good. It's like an apple type, uh, drink. Usually I'm not a fan of apple flavored anything, Uh, But this one's actually pretty good. It is sweet Uh, I am a fan of that, but uh, it was kind of hard coming up with a favorite drink over in Magic Kingdom So all right, so those are my choices for that park. I'm gonna move on over to Hollywood Studios. Um, so So for drinks, I'm gonna start with that Uh, I believe I mentioned this on last week or a couple weeks ago But I do want to give a shout out to the baseline tap house now. I'm uh, just I'm a big fan of beer I love craft beers um, and they have a lot of uh, good selections over at the Baseline Tap House. Uh, where you can get flights and stuff like that. Um, so, for me, my favorite drinks uh, over in the in the Hollywood Studios is, uh, I guess, the beer. And those are, those are really good. So, I don't know. I choose that as my favorite drinks. Uh, and if you want, the uh, Bavarian Pretzel is really good as well. So, you can give that a try. Um, uh, but... You can also, for food, you can get the ice cream sandwich over at Hollywood Scoops on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, that is really good. There's like, it's just smashed, ice cream smashed in between warm, uh, freshly baked cookies. Uh, and that is also at the, that's near the very end of Sunset Boulevard Boulevard near and Roller Coaster. So my, one of my favorite treats in the parks ever was the carrot cake cookie at hollywood studios now i don't know if it's there anymore i tried to find information it is if it is and i think it's kind of extinct right now uh it was brought back last year at the uh, 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 one of the trolley car carts um where you can get coffee and stuff but i don't think that exists anymore so uh if if anyone could tell me is if the carrot cake cookie is still there let me know Um, but if you, if were to be there, I would check over at the Trolley Car Cafe on Hollywood Boulevard. They make a lot of different coffee drinks there. Uh, so maybe you'll find the, the carrot cake cookie there. I didn't see it on the menu on Disney's website, so I don't know if it's there. So check that out at Hollywood Studios if you can. Um, so at Epcot, um, so I've mentioned my favorite snacks ever at Epcot, I've mentioned it plenty of times, uh, but I will mention it again because I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, If you find yourself in the Germany Pavilion, stop at Caramel Couchet and get the Caramel Oatmeal Apple Cookie. It is my favorite. It's just like this big, big cookie with everything I just said in it with caramel drizzled on top. It's my favorite treat in any of the parks. It's so good. Um, But then also get the Croissant Donut, which you can find over at the Refreshment port. And then, since I think Gareth, I think you you said you were gonna be there in May, Uh, so if you're there for the food and wine festival, check out the um, the taste track booth where there will be a specialty croissant donut. Uh, Yeah, the croissant donut is just really good. It's just like a it's in the shape of a donut, but it's like a layered croissant that's just kind of dipped in cinnamon sugar. It's so good. It's phenomenal. So. Those are my favorite foods there. Um, for drinks, sorry, and, uh, and again in Epcot, I don't really have like a favorite drink here. I feel like I, the past times I've gone, of has always been during a festival, so I'm always trying different drinks that are there. Nothing that's like a staple to Epcot. Um, so I apologize. I I really tried to think. Of a favorite one and i just i couldn't i couldn't think of a favorite drink for epcot uh so again i think you're gonna be there during the festival so there should be a lot of neat things that you can try over there um so lastly we have animal kingdom park and both of these things are in the same location um you can go to pangu pangu over in pandora now one of the snacks they have there is the pangu lumpia which is the pineapple cream trees cream cheese spring roll and it is so good it's just a crunchy like a spring roll and then the inside is just a nice warm and gooey uh, pineapple cream cheese it's it's phenomenal get that and then while you're there um they have the the rum blossom or the non-alcoholic version called the night blossom so the alcoholic version, it's uh, Bacardi rum with uh, uh, apple and dessert pear limeade, topped with passion fruit bubble balls, uh, boba balls. I'm a really big fan of those. Um, they're they're bubble balls are usually found in like green teas and stuff like that. Uh, um, or what's uh what is it? Ball bubble teas, bubble teas, not green teas, bubble teas. Uh, part of the Asian culture. So, uh, but yeah. that is my favorite drink it is fantastic it's so good so yeah you can find those both at Pangu, Pangu, and pandora so uh those are my favorite uh snacks for food and drinks so hopefully that helps and it gives you something new to try on your next trip uh so your next question was um talking about the monorail uh so all right so brief rundown on the monorail. So there are two different lines. So first, we'll go over the first route. So uh, the first loop is it stops at the following locations. It stops at the Magic Kingdom Park, Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Transportation and Ticket Center, uh, the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, uh, and then the Disney's Grand California Resort and Spa so I just want to note that this route actually has two different lines one is a uh, also an express route so the Magic Kingdom uh, line shuttles between the Magic Kingdom Park and the Transport transportation Take- and ticket center the resort hotels line will stop at all of the above locations so uh, pretty much if you were if you were to park in the parking lot that is adjacent to Magic Kingdom, you can park in the lot and then take the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom and not have to stop at any of the other stops. Um, so, and the the second monorail loop is uh, it's, it goes just to and from the Transportation and Ticket Center to Epcot. So, if you're uh, if you're looking to park hop or something from like Magic Kingdom to Epcot, you could take the monorail over to the. Uh, transportation ticket center and then transfer route uh, transfer monorails and go to Epcot so um, so yeah so I, what a lot of people like to do is they just kind of hop on the monorail loop and visit the the three uh, main deluxe resorts which is the contemporary Polynesian and Grand Floridian so you could absolutely do that uh, I'm gonna see if I could set up a monorail crawl the next time that uh, I visit the parks where we we hit up the different lounges. Uh, there's like the Wave and the Contemporary, Misner's, now, Misner's Lounge at the uh, Grand Floridian, and then the Trader Sam's Grogado, Grog Grotto, which I talked about last week, uh, which is over at the Polynesian Resort. So, um, but yeah, so there was all the stops that you can take on the monorail. So, uh, I'm a big fan of the monorail. Uh, maybe it'll get some work done in the future. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so. So yeah, hopefully all of that information helped you, Gareth, and thank you for your questions. And please, any other questions, just uh, feel free to send those in. Uh, so the last question of the day comes from our good friend Carter. Uh, Carter, he had said his parents had just uh, had just done the night safari and said it was great, uh, but he's, he's actually never done an add-on. But he wanted to know what my favorite add-on was. Um, so the, the add-ons that he's talking about are the special events and tours that you can, you can book separately outside of your ticket packages. Um, so he said that his parents did the night safari. So pretty much that is a $75 event where, uh, you take a special tour, um, Out on the Kilimanjaro Safari And you use like night vision goggles And check out all the animals there I don't I should have looked up What exactly was included in the tour But I know that's like the main feature Uh So yeah It's just like a very private tour Where you can You can do that Um So personally I actually haven't done Any Any of these tours Or events just yet Um I do plan to do one Each time I visit in the future Because I feel like It's just a new way To experience the parks Um I know, I know what I said in the past. Like, I, I, I really on my next trip, I am definitely doing the up close with rhinos tour over at the Animal Kingdom Park, and that's like an hour tour. That's only forty dollars, and you'll 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 speak with um, people who, the 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 vets who take care of the the rhinos over at the parks, and uh, maybe uh, you get to touch a rhino, which would be pretty awesome. So, um, but yeah, so you can you can do that over there. Uh, And then they have, like, crazy adventure, like, VIP tours. So, like, there's this another one at Animal Kingdom where you spend $250 and you have one of those plaid shirt tour guides that just kind of take you all around the park and kind of do what you want. So, um, but, yeah, so, again, sorry, Carter, I don't have a favorite one. Uh, I know at some point uh, on a later show I want to talk about a lot of these VIP tours and what you can get. So, I feel like this, that episode um, where we'll do an in-depth look at all, all the tours, I think that episode is probably going to become, um, becoming probably the beginning of April because I will be away and, uh, I will, probably won't be doing a new show. So I'll probably fill it up with, uh, some more information about this. So that's kind of the plan right now if you want to learn more about the tours. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's it for the questions this week, guys. Thank you so much for sending those in. Much appreciated. Uh, but, yeah, if uh, you if anyone else ever wants to send in a question, please do so. Uh, you can send one in at any time, and uh, I will be sure to go over how you can do that uh, in just a second. But, yeah, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode, guys. Uh, if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, you can do so over on Apple pod, pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Um you can find me easily over at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow me on social media on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at excesspresspodcast. Uh, and if you ever have any questions, you can, you can of course, e- uh, send me messages either through my website on the um, my social media. Or you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you can send any questions if you have over there. Uh, and again, if you want to send any voice message, you can absolutely do that. You could just record a voice message on your phone using the voice memo app or voice recorder app, uh, voice reminder app on your 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 I, your iPhone or your Android phone. Um, and you can just email that over to me. So that'll that'll be good. Just keep it to like a minute length. I'd love to hear your voice mails um, but yeah, so guys Thank you so much for tuning in and for your continued support of the show. Oh, actually, one more thing. The last thing I did want to mention, uh, I am looking for more cast members who want to be interviewed on the show. I am i am running very low uh, on interviews that I have set up. So if you or if you know anyone that was a previous cast member that would like to be interviewed on the show, uh, have them reach out. Uh, just have them reach out to me, and I would love to get them on. So... But, yeah, so, okay, that was the last thing I wanted to say. So, uh, once again, this is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.